week's episode of. Oh, I'm hearing an echo. That's not great. That's not great. Okay, fixed. Uh, welcome to this week's episode of Tech Talk. And I'm your host, Michael Armorgan. And with us this week, we have our two guests, Chris and Viquel. So, I'm sorry, I normally give you guys a little bit of a chance to say hi, Chris. Hey. And Viquel. So this week we're going to be going through just a little bit of information that uh, hopefully you guys find interesting. And we're going to start off with something that is a little disturbing. And that's the fact that we have... The Internet of Things, of course, becoming a thing within the world now. And, of course, that means, you know, companies like Google and Amazon and Apple and wherever else are making these devices and sticking them inside of our homes. You know, we buy crap all the time. But, um... Some of these devices are always listening. And it's a matter of public concern when it becomes a situation where like let's use um the google mini where uh i think it was one of the journalists for android police found that it was pretty much always recording um his conversations and you know that was a little disturbing to him so it kind of becomes a situation where you have to wonder like just how much are you willing to let them spy on you? I mean, that, of course, that's just audio. But, like, what do you guys think? Oh, um, I mean, eh. Eh. It's a give and take. I'm more concerned about my battery life, to be honest, than them uh, recording my conversations. Because if they're running that, then, uh, mm, are you draining my battery because they're running that? I mean, come on. That's my thing, um, and I don't know, I mean, the recording of voices, I mean, there's no need for you to, like, save the data, like, I can understand you listening, but for you to, like, save that is another thing, like, why are you saving it, but if you're just listening, looking out for keywords, and you're always listening all the time, eh, I'm okay with that, I'm fine with that, I don't mind, um, but I think if you're saving, like, just a bunch, like, that's a huge file. Like, and for everyone, that's ridiculous. Um, I think that's crazy, but I'm just not feasible. But, I mean, just listening to, like, listen for, like, key phrases, whatever, I'm fine with that. I don't think that's an issue. Okay. Well, I know, Vicky, you had a situation where you found some uh, information that wasn't necessarily supposed to be there. Because uh, yeah. Apple was listening to you listening yeah I, it was that was so creepy um because of the email that i use at work it has like my work number on in the emails and i actually went on my i went on my contacts app on my computer today to get something like when i looked underneath my contact it had my work number as one of my numbers and it had in brackets see we found this in mail i just was like okay like i don't know if i just like click allow not paying attention to allow Siri to, you know, 
I guess listening to my nails, but it's kind of creepy. Um, but for like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm really not gonna get the Google Home, but uh, for company is like, I don't mind. Like if you listen out to like key phrases like what Chris said, um, but it's just kind of creepy knowing that like like how some person feels though people spy on them via the webcams, the computers, like stuff like that. It's like okay, like you guys are looking at me with in front of my computer naked, stuff like that. Like I think that's kind of odd. But like if you listen in to like key phrases, uh, I'm assuming stop an attack or whatever, then. Like, I'd understand that. I don't wish you with it. Okay, so... I've never had a problem with that email scanning. Well... I found, it, I found it super convenient, actually. And ridiculously convenient. I found it more convenient than annoying or creepy. Really? creepy! I found, like... If I buy a ticket, and I get an email from that ticket, my phone automatically knows, Hey, I'll put this into your calendar, and I'll remind you when you have this flight. That's super convenient. I don't care. You can keep on doing that. That's great. Like, I don't have to tell it anything. It just automatically does that. And at first, I was like, okay, well, that's pretty basic. That's pretty simple. I can understand that. However, what it didn't do was, I remember one time, one of my friends, she sent me her um, itinerary information to my email because she wanted me to print it. So she just forwarded it, like, completely just forwarded it straight. So it looked exactly like the itinerary, like, like I got it. Yeah. My phone didn't remind me of it. It didn't even put it in my calendar because it knew it wasn't me and I knew it wasn't mine. So it just completely ignored it. And I was like, oh man, oh, that's okay. All right. But I don't care. It's so convenient. Uh, I don't care. I'll continue doing it. Continue reading my emails and putting my itinerary inside my calendar automatically. That's amazing. I love it. So I have no problem with them doing that. Okay. I'll, I'll admit, I, I've had situations like that as well. And. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed having that convenience of not having to actually go in, change up my itinerary in my calendar because something changed and I bought some tickets somewhere. I could just go and it just tells me, like, okay, well, there was a change, so this changed here, it's like an hour difference, or you've got this flight on this day, or something, and so on and so forth. But what happens when... For example, Microsoft is using Cortana to read your private Skype conversations. Like, well, I mean, they shouldn't do that, but at the same time, I mean, it's kind of like a, if you have something really, really private to say, um, it's always best to say those things in person for yeah. multiple reasons, not just because people are um, maybe potentially spying on you. Um, those type of conversations just always should be um, in person because you don't know who's on the other end, period. Um, that's, that's outside of those companies. I mean, you believe that, hey, I'm talking to this person and you can trust you're talking to that person, but you could be talking to them plus a bunch of other people because they're watching. Or you could be talking to someone else completely different. You don't know. And so, like, to pass it off and be like, oh, these companies don't need all like, that's nice like yeah they shouldn't do it but at the same time like you shouldn't be putting yourself in a position where that that kind of stuff should affect you anyway in my opinion because there are all type of other things outside of that that could potentially like hurt you or come back to bite you in the butt mm. i can see that but also at the same time people typically have well, private conversations via these venues. Like, I, I don't want Cortana knowing that 
I've bought this sex toy or that, you know, I've bought this item or Google's something. Google's like gonna that. know, Amazon's gonna know, someone's gonna know. Like, I mean, you can't do like the, the thing that, okay, you can do stuff online legitimately and be completely anonymous is like, I mean, you have to be setting up all type of VPNs and you have to be like super, like, you have to go way out of your way to do that at this point. But someone's going to know, some company is going to know. And I mean, they have cookies tracking you, tracking all your purchases all the time, constantly. And these things, like, I mean, I, even with my job, we work with them and like, we put them on there. So, and they just try to figure it away. Like after um, Apple was like, oh, hey, well, yeah, um, we're gonna stop how cookies work, how third-party cookies work. That was a huge problem with the ad community because the ad community was like, oh, hey, um, like our stuff are probably going to break. And so they found a workaround. It's not even released yet. Like, and they found a workaround. They found a workaround already and they implemented it as quick as that so they can still track you as you're making purchases and as you're doing all these different things and a lot of times people think that oh hey it's personal information uh yeah but at the same time it's so muddled inside data no one's going to know like you have to like really dig to find you you're not that important no one's gonna do that like people think that oh hey i'm you're not and it's very hard to like dig into there to try to get that because like I said, I look at a lot of that data, and a lot of data is completely, completely worthless. Unless you, like, unless you literally run a script in order to, like, build a script to, like, really zoom in and find a particular certain person. And out of a sea of millions and millions of people, who's going to want to know your stuff? Like, no one cares about you, I'm sorry. Uh, I guess in that aspect... If you're an person, yeah. If you're not, if you're like an everyday person, no. It's, honestly, it's not. I wouldn't even take this out into concern. Um, okay. So I get what you're saying with that. But, like, okay. What happens when you take things a step further? And say what Amazon's planning on doing is, you know, building a system that pretty much allows their, um... The people that deliver your stuff to have access to your car trunk or to your garage or something like that so to drop off items and whatnot so that you know that's gonna be on an approval basis so if you approve it then you approve it that's on you right but that does not still open up a can of worms and the fact that you're opening up x personal thing now obviously you're okay with it though i mean if it, it they're not just doing it without your approval they're asking you hey can we do this like do you want us to do this and then if you say yeah then obviously you're cool with it i mean if everyone says no then it's not going to get any traction and then it's just going to fall off but if a lot of people start saying oh hey yeah you can do this oh hey yeah like you can put this in my trunk oh hey yeah you can bring this and put this inside my house and then it becomes a thing but if people are concerned and people don't like are sketchy about it then it won't become a thing you have to like they're not just doing it like saying oh well just to let you know we let joe inside your house and he dropped it off no they're asking hey can we can do you want us to deliver it and put it inside of your house so you have the option of saying no and if you say no then it's not gonna happen i don't know like i i feel like this is it's it's opening up an avenue to be abused only if only if people go along with it only if people like it and if people like it and people go along with it then guess what people have spoken and they feel perfectly fine with it and hey anything can be abused if you want to abuse something you will abuse it period
but at the end of the day, Amazon is not knocking down people's doors and just like barging in to drop off deliveries. They're not doing that. They're asking people. They're like literally, it's an opt-in, so you have to opt into it. You have to say, just like how you they ask you where you want it to be delivered to. They don't just assume you want it to be delivered to your house. They ask you, hey, where do you want this thing to be delivered to? And then you tell them. So it's going to be the same. It's going to be a part of that. There's going to be an option to say, hey, you can just come inside my home and drop it off. So I don't I don't see the big deal with that. If people want to do it, people can do it. I wouldn't do it. But if people want to do it, they can do it. It's their business. Okay, so what about situations like... Um, and it's kind of going back to the whole listening thing. But um, I'm trying to remember the name of the company. Uh... Nielsen. Nielsen is a company that does. It pretty much is a company that says, okay, how much stuff you're buying, uh, what kind of foods you're buying, what's the prices, um, what type of TV you're watching, so on and so forth. And you pretty much use their system to catalog these kind of things um, and give user user tracking in a sense. Now, I had a I had a um, friend in the states who had one of these devices and um so it, she pretty much carried around with her inside of her purse and when she got home from buying stuff she'd go on the website and type everything up and put it fill in everything like that and you know i thought that was interesting kind of like a user survey kind of thing um and that's apparently what they used to also say like what's the rating for tv shows but and i don't know so i mean if anyone's watching and like they know more about this please feel free to message in chat or like message me after the show or whatever um but netflix because netflix has taken down their rating system for the most part um sorry the not the rating system the viewing numbers to say how many people are viewing a particular tv show Nielsen, what they've done is since their device listens in, they've enabled it to tell, okay, so you're watching Netflix, when you're watching Netflix, which Netflix show you're watching, this kind of stuff like that. And I'm not sure if Nielsen like specifically told people they were going to be doing this. I know typically people would put in like what TV shows they're watching or what movie they're watching. So how do you feel in situations like that where... They just may uh, enable what something. Are you gonna do? Okay, so you know I watched Frozen five thousand times. Okay, man, my my life has been ruined completely. That you now know that I've watched Frozen five thousand times. I mean, it's it's just entertainment. It's it's pointless. It's not gonna hurt you in any shape, form, or fashion. That they have that information. How's it gonna kill you? It's not a bank account. They they can't do anything with that. That you know, I watched. Um, you know, I didn't finish Narcos, but I'm telling all my friends I finished Narcos. Oh man, yeah. Oh, you got him. <laughs> you got him. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, it's, it's Netflix. Like, it's the simple little things. I mean, it's stuff you do every day. Like, I mean, you're going out and shopping. Oh man. Oh, you bought you bought some cream cheese and you're on a diet. Shouldn't have done that. Like, who cares? I mean, it's 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 whatever. It's simple information. It's it's not bad. What's what's worse would be um, like someone actively being able to easily use a system in order to track, like to 
real-time track you like someone who you know and that's where these like that's where it doesn't ever happen like it's so rare for that to happen like if someone can hack these things and track you you either was in some dark stuff and you got the wrong people against you <laughs> or you're a very important person and someone trying to mess with you but if you're just a normal person like just not ever like i don't ever see how this is gonna hurt you in any shape form or fashion i really don't unless you're put unless of course you like have your password in there that you use for like bank accounts and stuff like that and then someone hacks those systems and they get your password and then they're able to um take your email take that password try your bank try all the different bank accounts until they find your bank account like and then all of a sudden they're in your bank account but then again that's like you using the wrong like you shouldn't use one password for everything again like other than that i mean i don't see how they're going to use that information against you the only thing they're going to do is probably use that to do targeted ads and then shoot ads at you shoot targeted ads at you because they know oh hey well you like this then they shoot a targeted ad at you now that's annoying but again it won't kill you it's very annoying but then again i use ad blocker because i don't like ads so i don't care if it's targeted or not i just don't like ads <laughs> like don't tell me of it don't sell me anything Vicky, how, how do you feel about this entire thing you've been kind of um... quiet with the whole Netflix thing, it's kind of like my TV track is tracking me, but it's kind of, oh, I just feel like, like, I just feel like stuff like that always is creepy for me, but at the same time, it's one of the last batch, you know, I can't really do anything about it, so it's either I adjust and accept it, or complain and don't use, like, basically the internet, which I'm not going to do, so I either adjust and accept it. Um, and I always figured that the government always is spying on us so like, I like, I kind of expect that like even though certain places say you know they um decrypt your information so the government don't like aren't able to access it but I still feel like either which way like, they're always like they're always going to find a way and they're always going to spy on us either which way so it's either you adjust and whatever you have to say that's important say it in person or you just like cut yourself off the technology That's that's a really drastic thing in today's world. Yeah, so it's like it's either you adjust and just move on with life, or you don't. Like when you're in a raid and you tell your healers adjust, and then they don't, and then you die. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So, how how exactly you're gonna live a life with no technology when? You walk outside and there's a self-driving car. You adjust. <laughs> <laughs> like, there literally is a car that just drives right past you. There's no one in the front. Just some person sitting in the back, lounging around. First of all, the car, first of all, the car's going to detect you and stop. Because it's smart enough to do that. A person won't. A person will run you over <laughs> in a heartbeat. So... <laughs> So at least, at least that, you know, at least the car won't want to hit you. Um, not because it likes you, but because it doesn't want like any insurance or legal issues for the owner of the company. They don't want any, so they'll make sure that car stops and not hit you. Okay. Well, so I mean, fine. Just, just walk everywhere. I mean, you don't have to take the self-driving car. You don't have to take the self-driving Uber. You don't have to. You can just walk. Take the 30 minutes to walk when you can take the car and it'll take you like two. So, I mean, that actually brings up an interesting topic. Um, 
self-driving cars like we're seeing a little bit more traction coming along with it like in the fact that intel and i think it was lebron james were doing like some collaboration to try and make and show that you know it's safe to use and i can't wait for self for like humans to like be banned from the road and like everything is just self-driving cars i can't wait that is the dream and rick we're so close to getting there and i can't wait that's the dream though that's the dream humans we need we're the, we're worst right with the horrible with the worst drivers ever we need to get off the road we, oh, okay. we literally cause 100 percent of accidents <laughs> what are you so saying, Vicky? Yes, I won't lie. Behemian, I mean, not cause, but what if I call a behemoth dog? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, like, humans are like some of the worst drivers ever. So I feel like I feel like it's time we let technology take over. But then this also leads to the episode of Flash, where. Someone hacked the okay. computer. So, like, someone hacked the computer in the car, and like, you don't have any control. So, it's like, if, well, clearly they're going to have to work their way up to that. But when we start getting self driving cars, something's going to happen. Then they're going to eventually fix it, and they're going to have to improve um, their security system so they don't get hacked. And like, okay. I feel like, I feel like. Yeah, I just feel like, like someone's always going to hack it. So, it's That's just up to a liability as well. Who are they going to hack? Hopefully, they don't hack it. Yeah. Take the risk. So. Get humans off the road. Let's take the risk. <laughs> I rather, I rather potential someone hacking this thing versus a drunk driver. Okay. So here's a. Be good for drunk drivers. There won't be drunk drivers. It'll be drunk passengers. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So, I have two things to that. The first one. What happens when self-driving cars are the mainstay and it has one of two options? Either kill the passenger or kill the person that's in front of them. What are you talking about? Like, bruh, bruh, like, why are you on the road, yo? How, wait, how's the passenger gonna die? Like, how, like, how physically will okay, the Okay, okay, so here's the thing. Is your seatbelt on? It's a self-driving car. You mean to tell me that the self-driving car drove off without you wearing your seatbelt? Because I'm pretty sure they're going to be like, um, sir, put it on a seatbelt. And if you say no, they're going to open up the door and be like, well, please exit the vehicle. And if you refuse to, they're going to have like an eject thing to like kick you out. <laughs> what the hell? This is not the Jetsons. And then, <laughs> and then like, go on their way because you're just, being, you're just refusing to, to cooperate. Um, but... How how is a passenger gonna die? That makes no sense. That's that is such an improbable. Situation. Okay, so here's the scenario. Here's the scenario. Let's say we've got a self-driving car with passenger inside of it. We've got school kids in front of him. We've got so he's crossing a road, right? A four-way intersection. We have self-driven truck coming along, or. Who knows maybe even a self-driving truck that's having some problems and with its brakes or something like that which should have been serviced but wasn't um this truck is barreling down the there is no space in behind this car there's the kids in front we've got a truck that's speeding towards it even though it's not stopping what is going to happen? Either the car gets hit by the truck, killing the passenger, or it rams the kids in front of it. 
More than likely killing the kids. In a self-driving car situation. Do you know why? Because there's this systems the in place. Yeah. Have you listen? These cars can predict accidents before humans can even realize that accident was even going to happen. Tesla cars do that currently today. They will they will literally override the manual driving, slow down the car in time, give time even for people who are driving to slow down as well, and they'll be like, "Wait, what's happening? What's going on?" And then like ten, like a second or two later, they'll see an accident happen. The car already was slowing down before the accident already happened. Like, that's not gonna ha that's not good. And if we have completely self-driving cars everywhere, that means we're gonna have systems. That means the kids are only gonna walk across the road when the light tells them that it's safe to walk across the road. And the cars will already know that, hey, kids are walking across the road, way down the road, because they can communicate with each other instantaneously. We can't do that. We have to look on our eyesight. So we, like, we don't need traffic lights. You realize that, right? With self-driving cars, we don't need traffic lights because the cars can talk to each other at all at the same time, and they'll know exactly where every car is, and they'll know how fast they need to go to get through this intersection or not. The only time we'll have lights and cars will stop is for pedestrian crossing. That's it. Okay, but what what happens until we get to that fully self-driving car, self drive yeah self-driving car situation? Self-driving cars are by far safer. They're by far safer currently, right now. Like I said, Tesla. They, those cars can predict accidents before they happen. We've seen this countless. Like you go on YouTube and you could like, that's probably a genre in YouTube now. Like how many times have you seen those videos already? Like it's crazy how they do that. They literally predict like accidents before. That has nothing to do with them, by the way. It's just accidents that happen with other cars, which people are driving, not self-driving cars. And so um, that is so that is so improbable. Like in the one rare chance that I'll happen, probably in like out of the 50 years of run like we'll have self-driving cars and in 50 years that happened once or twice there'll be some issue where that oh, malfunction and this is a malfunction it's just it's just a malfunction i mean we have traffic fatalities like up in like the thousands every year come on man that's no there'll be like that happening once or twice a year is gonna be a, it's gonna be a drop in the bucket compared to how many people die in car accidents now to this like today well, I mean, yeah, you don't expect it to be a consistent kind of thing that's happening, but I think that's some of the things that people are definitely looking at in trying to make sure it doesn't happen. Versus homeboy going to the bar, getting drunk, and then jumping his car and driving home. Well. And that happens every single night. But here's the thing as well. So what happens in a case where you have drunk driver who decides I'm going to sit behind the driver's wheel and I'm going to turn off self-driving mode. If we get to the point where humans are banned from driving, that won't be an issue. If it does, the car will detect erratic driving and override back to go back on auto. I don't think we will ever come to a point where humans are banned from driving simply because yes. humans, humans will not so want to give that up. Once we realize that car, once we realize that machines are better, that's it. Bye, humans. Y'all ain't gonna this no more. Y'all done. Over. You, there, in, there are quite literally. In jobs. Come on. We've lost Chris. jobs because of computers and machines. I, We've literally lost jobs. We have. Like completely. But when like, you really think about it, though, Chris, there are people that will quite literally go out to drive just to relieve stress, just because they like the way it feels to control that um, vehicle, that machine. They like to actually control all of it. Once one or two generations go by, 
that's gonna be completely gone people are gonna be so used to drive self-driving cars is gonna be like why why would i want to drive like why would i do that that's beneath me like who does that that's like that's like going out and like taming a horse in order to ride it would you ever do that no i bet you people used to do that for fun i bet you people used to say oh, people hey, still do that now though i mean it's not as popular but people still do it it's so niche and it's just like go-karts it's like you're gonna go find a place that lets you drive like some old car and you drive around or whatever and when you want to fill that void that's how it's gonna be you're gonna pay like some company's gonna pop up and they're gonna have like a little um track or area or whatever like okay you know we have cars you can go drive them whatever and you can get and that's just, and people who want that experience are just gonna go there like that's that's what's gonna happen i'm not i'm not concerned i'm not worried vicky what do you think you think cars are gonna just like disappear like well sorry self-driven cars driven cars are gonna just disappear huh um no i feel like as the year as the years continue i feel like they're gonna take over eventually like computers are computers are going to take over the world like i feel that's what it's gonna be i mean we're, we're pushing towards it now so you don't? I've seen enough. I've seen enough. <laughs> I've seen enough movies. I think humans are gonna take it over. Is this the next phase in evolution? Maybe a joint, like a bio, uh, mechanical type one, but it would be just a new human. It wouldn't really be a machine. So a cyborg. Gonna be like a cross. Yeah, I don't think. So, uh, well, it could be a cyborg, or it could be through genetic modification. We may genetically modify ourselves to be able to interact with it, like on a biological level. I don't know how I feel about that. Like that, yeah. I mean, there there are already people are modding it. it. But guess what? You're gonna end up not being on that side because you, evolution happens. You're gonna be like the um the Neanderthal of the next phase of evolution. I don't really know about that because I mean, people have already been talking about uh, just genetic engineering like for a while now. The time like... that happens, a lot of people are gonna be a lot more interested in it. And when, of course, you of course, who's gonna fund these things are very rich people who could afford it. Well, genetic engineering's already things. happening, though. I know, but I'm saying that next phase in evolution, once that starts happening, people are like, people are gonna be on board with it. They're gonna go with it, especially if, especially if it comes to the point where people are like, hey, guess what? You can live longer. Sold. Sign me up. People are gonna be in droves. Droves. That, that, that's literally the only thing that needs to happen. If you can say, hey, you'll have a longer, healthier life by doing this, by getting this genetic thing modified or whatever in your body. People gonna sign up for it like hotcakes i think people are still gonna be a little skeptical yeah, um and like, then they'll die off and then the people who did it will i don't remain. i don't think they're gonna die off because i mean i mean look at the thing which happened just a few months ago where a company was sponsoring people to um put chips inside their body to help them interact with the company better and like buy items and whatnot i go and i get this genetic modification and this allows me to live up to age 200 Everyone in my timeline is going to be dead who don't do that, who doesn't do that. I'm going to be on 150, and guess what? How to survive, like, literally two life cycles. That's 70 twice. Oh, you're talking about genetic modification. Okay, I think we were talking about two different things. Um, genetic modification... Like, in terms of keeping your life, like, in, ex like, extending your life expectancy. The second genetic modification gets to that point, then yeah. It's, like, it's, everyone's going to do it, like you'd be crazy not that if you don't do it well you can die and everyone's gonna outlive you like that's what's gonna happen mm. but i mean it's gonna get to the point where like all of those things are gonna happen at some point i thought you were more talking about you know like 
modifying yourselves to actually interact with machines. That's gonna happen too. And people are gonna do that as well. But I mean, it's not something that like you have to do, but it's gonna be like one of the stages of um, like of that next step in evolution. I think. I think that or cyborgs. Who knows? Uh, I'd rather be a cyborg. Oh. It may be both though. To be honest, there's no reason why both can't happen. That Except is true. Types of human. Oh lord, so long as that doesn't become a whole race issue or whatever it is. What are you crazy? <sighs> cyborgs versus the non-cyborgs. Wait till you see the um, biogenetically grown versus the mechanically engineered. <laughs> These walls would be so real. This is about to become a dystopian like novel right now. Oh man. But like okay, so oh, if we uh, <laughs> if we are interacting with machines more and more, what happens in the cases where these machines then become hacked? Because I mean look at even today. In today's time. More and more places are getting hacked, more and more places are getting leaks happening. And they stab you. Then, if I am biologically engineered, I shall be okay. But if I'm not, if I'm still organic, I will die. So will someone come and shoot you? You're dead. Like, I mean, okay. So suppose someone come up and hack you, then you're screwed. Like, nothing changes. All it changes is the manner in which people do stuff to you. If someone hurts you, they can hurt you. Vicky, I, I want you to remember, this is also the same guy who was fine with the pacemaker situation. And, <laughs> and the people leaving. What's the pacemaker situation again? I can't remember. <laughs> Pretty when much they did a... My, uh, malfunctioning, right? Yeah, the pacemakers were, were recalled because of a malfunction. Oh, oh. And Chris was fine with people leaving it. They're like, oh, well, if you die because they hacked you with it, then you... Oh well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like it's like getting stabbed. I mean, like who's gonna specifically hack your pacemaker? But like, they must not like you. <laughs> like, it's not like a malfunction. Like, if you go through like a like a check for like um a scanner or something like that, then it malfunctions and it kills you. Like that, you definitely need to fix. But I mean, if someone can intentionally hack this thing and kill me. They can intentionally buy a gun and kill me. I mean, what's the big deal? In fact, hacking something is a harder thing to do than buy a gun much harder but you can do it on a wide scale thing if it's just hacking people just had a mass shooting and you can buy a gun and you could do a mass shooting on a wide scale oh that's hey big whoop this is true they ain't had to jump any hoops for that all they had to do is just had a bunch of money that's literally it that's literally all that's all they had to do versus hacking first of all you need the money in order to go to school to learn that um or you literally waste your life well, not waste, but spend your time like learning it on your own. Like you have to invest in it. You have to actually put some work there to do that. A lot of work. That's not like an overnight thing. That's like years and years and years of, of becoming good at something. Versus just going down the corner and buying a bunch of guns and then spraying a crowd. And that whole crowd, I can guarantee you, out of that whole crowd, like out of a crowd of a thousand people. Maybe 10 people have pacemakers. So that means that a hacker is going to kill 10 people. 
Okay. That guy with the gun. Yeah. So, Chris, you're pretty much saying, like, we should expect people to get hacked and so on and so forth. If that is the only way to hurt you, yes. Okay. If that is not the only way to hurt you, then no. I mean, you expect people to get shot, you expect people to get stabbed. The same rate, I say, you expect to get hacked, the same rate at which you expect people to shoot you or stab you. Okay, so what about in today's time? Like, with all these different places getting hacked now, you're, you're pretty much saying it's the same thing? about bank information. As long as bank information isn't, isn't touched, or social security or passports, then I'm good. Well, I mean, that quite literally happens. Social security numbers, um addresses credit card information yeah, all that stuff got like that's you... and that's why you don't just go throwing around your information everywhere mm-hmm. and i well i mean you tipped with aquifax thing you didn't it was somewhere that just collects information from the government and they got hacked that was aquifax that was aquifax's fault that wasn't my fault that's aquifax's fault and aquifax should either that either they're gonna get punished for that or they need to deal with it either one or two Okay. What about somewhere that, you know, you would have used, say, PayPal, Kickstarter. Kickstarter, which of course did get hacked, Discuss. Well, I mean, Discuss doesn't really have a whole lot of information other than, like, your email address and password, but... Again, like I said, you don't just put your information everywhere, but there, there does come a point where you do trust that some of these organizations have the security in place in order to um, protect you. Like, you put your money in a bank. I mean, suppose a bank just closes down one day or the market crashes. Guess what? Your money gone. What? But you trust that they have the security in place or whatever insurance is in place or checkpoints in place in order to ensure that nothing happens to your money. Like, but you have to be smart with it. Like, you can't, like I said, you just don't be going throwing your information nilly-willy. Like, you just don't do that. Okay, so what happens when a, a really good phishing website comes along? Say, like, the one that happened with Apple. And like the pop-up comes up, it looks like everything looks legit except for maybe like a few characters off inside the URL, which you didn't notice or something like that. And you put in your information. Boop, there goes your information. Suppose this guy comes up to you and tries to sell you a car, it looks good, you know, everything's checking out, whatever, this and that, whatever. You drop like $30,000 on this car, you get the car, car's a lemon. That's why you're supposed to have people check the car first before you purchase it. I mean, stuff happens. I mean, that is, that's not to say that, oh, hey, we must not do this thing ever again. No, it, stuff happens. You adjust. <laughs> you get better at it. You make better security. You get smarter with what you do with these things and what you do with your information. That's what you do. You don't look at these things and say, oh, my God, like the husband. No, you adjust. This happened. Okay, so what now can we do to make sure that this doesn't happen again? Period. That's it. not like the world's crashing and even the world is crashing and nothing you can do about it okay so well uh, that is a good segue into this other thing but what happens when the very fundamental basis of what you pretty much use for the internet then gets cracked i'm, I'm using a slight pun there um oh you mean the wi-fi thing yeah oh, the wi-fi i got that got messed up oh man that was hilarious <laughs> this dude <laughs> you don't you don't understand why it's so hilarious it's hilarious because you have all these apple users running around like this one up here but not <laughs> apple users like her and they're like oh you know apple doesn't get hacked and listen that blah 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 i'm like uh 
Do you realize yeah. that it's not, it doesn't care about your device? I know you don't believe this. Um, oh. I'm just saying, <laughs> people, like they say this. I, I know you know people like this too. Um, they'd be like, oh, you know, Apple doesn't get hacked and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, they don't need to hack Apple. They can just hack Wi-Fi everywhere. How about that? <laughs> and Apple actually patched, well, they suddenly fixed it in iOS 11.1. Yeah, Google which, which hasn't came, come out yet, so I'm just there, like, so we're basically unsecured until y'all release this update. Yeah, well, I'm on Google's too. Google said they're releasing it on the first, I think. So. At least I'll mm. have like a time. I'll just drop it and be like, okay, here you go, take it or you leave it. Did they actually give a time? Because I know they said it was coming out on the November 6th patch. Yeah, yeah, they gave they gave a time. The point is, we got a Android users got a time. Apple users did not. No. That's the point that Paul was making. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the the scary thing about it though is that this quite literally means that every single thing that we use for internet, because you know we don't use WEP. We don't really use WPA anymore. Everything's based on WPA2. Um, so WPA if you're so scared. No, that's even worse! <laughs> I mean, honestly, again, this is one of those things where, like, if you're a normal, everyday person, this doesn't affect you much, like, to be honest. It really doesn't. Um, if you're a company, yeah, you need to, like, not, you need to, like, literally shut down your Wi-Fi if you're a company. Because you're a prime target um, for anyone to like log on, but for for the again for the average person, like someone had like some you must really piss someone off in order for them to first of all they have to be a hacker they have to well not hacker they have to be a programmer so they have to know how to like code and do all that kind of stuff and then or a techie like who's into that to even and then be around you and then not like you in order to like use the exploit in order to hack your Wi-Fi to get all type of information with you like come on or get access to your um to your network like that's a very slim chance like all those things we checked off like come on you have bigger problems on your hands I I actually disagree with that a little bit I think to really get the the most amount of things you could people could actually target just regular people because with this you can inject um means to grab your information this means your credit cards so on and so forth so this could be yeah this could be your financial information as well yeah but okay they can do it but the likelihood of someone staking going to your house to connect to your um network in order to pull kind of stuff is low because you would need a programmer to be in your area and then to say hey i'm gonna go prowl around in order to do this that means that they are a hacker who gets this information to sell it so you would need a black uh black market hacker in your area what come on you know this is incredibly like the um, unlikelihood of that like that's so unlikely that's so so unlikely now a better target for them will always be public areas and already i don't connect to public wi-fi for that very reason I never connected to public Wi-Fi. Even before this thing happened, I never connected to public Wi-Fi because anyone could be on that Wi-Fi snooping. Period. So even before this, it was a problem. Even before this, like your information could have got stolen very easily simply by you connecting to that public Wi-Fi. This crack means nothing. This crack changes nothing. The only thing that, that that this crack affects is what I would say businesses. 
they would then um need to all it does is it pretty much makes any wi-fi now a possible public wi-fi that, that's pretty much it oh you have a password oh, who cares um that's pretty much it no, I, I still see it a little bit more than that though because i mean this can let's let's talk about the internet of things for a little bit let's say you've got a bunch of little devices around your house each one of those connects via wpa2 each one of those is susceptible to this crack unless they get a fix and let's admit it some of these things will probably never get a fix i know amazon is saying you know they're taking a look at the devices that they sell to see what needs to be updated and they're going to try and work with whoever it is to try and fix that but i mean the sprinkler system that's inside your house i mean sorry, outside your home probably won't ever get fixed but who knows that crack may eventually turn into something that's worse that allows it to get inside your system and be able to control other things inside your house, be able to um, gain information and access to your home because you have a smart lock or something like that. Yeah, I mean, we know how it works, but again, like I said, you're that's all dependent on someone being malicious enough to go ahead and do that. And normal people just don't have those type of people around them and that type of like, why would that person want to come and attack this specific person? Hackers, again, who want bank account information don't attack specific people. They go after crowds. They grow where they can crawl a bunch and collect a bunch of data. So getting your specific bank account is not as valuable as getting going to like a Starbucks and getting like 10 people's bank account at once. It's 10 times the money they can make instantly. So why attack a singular person? Like it really makes no sense why a person would go out and then literally go in and hit a specific person particular person on top of that even if you have old devices one don't connect them to your wi-fi if they're not patched two there's a guy on youtube who um he does like lock reviews and stuff like that like physical padlocks mm -hmm. and he also shows off or talks about certain padlocks like he ranks padlocks and there's actually a group of padlocks that have um that he he tells people never buy them and they're popular they're so popular like people buy them all the time and the reason he says never buy them is because they have flaws in them where anyone can open them without the key very easily and they're still on the market being sold to this day and they're very popular and very cheap so you could think hey i have this padlock whatever and this is safe whatever but someone can just come up like oh hey i know this brand and they undo it and get in but again, those type of people are very malicious and the very chance of something that happening is very, very small. That's why I say something like this doesn't really affect the average user. It doesn't. Um, yes, there's a chance that it may happen, but that chance is still small. That chance could have happened even before this crack happened. So that's why I say like it's not really something that changes things because because this crack is out. You don't have like droves of people running out being like, oh man, the whole world is out uh, grabbing point because it's not. All it does is allow um, them to use. Did we lose Chris? Oh, oh, he's there. Oh, no. Okay, we lost you for like a split <laughs> second there. It was like oh. when you like leaned your head back. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, the only thing it really changes is um, it turns a private Wi-Fi into public Wi-Fi, so they can do the same things that they can't do on a public Wi-Fi, which they can scrape and crawl your information and all the stuff you browse and all that kind of stuff, and they can gain access to your. Um, to your devices and inject stuff they could do that on public wi-fi they they can already do it, and that's why they tell you to secure it and now all this ex exploit does is just 
make public private Wi-Fi's just like public if they exploit it. That's it. Same vulnerabilities we've always had with Wi-Fi. It's just that it affects private. It can turn a private into public. Or it exposes the private networks to the same vulnerabilities a public network has. That's pretty much it. Again, the world isn't burning. You're gonna be fine. If you're a business, just stop using Wi-Fi. You'll be fine. How do you feel, Vicky? Do you feel violated? Are you on? Are you on Wi-Fi right now, Vicky? Oh, yeah, I'm home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want to ask. <laughs> I'll feel. I think Wait, I'll feel like say when iOS 11.1 comes out. I even though they say they're gonna fix it, but I really feel when they're just saying that to give people some type of hope. But I think I'll feel better than like until then, like. I'd have to agree with person just don't connect to public Wi-Fi until it's sorted out. Which I could do, because you know, I have data. So. Yeah, for the most, the, the whole thing behind it is, you know, WPA2, it's encrypted, it's supposed to be private information, you only connect to it with a password. Wouldn't be yeah. private. I mean, it wouldn't be Some public. Some places you go to the public and their Wi-Fi are locked, and you just have to ask them for their password. So would that be considered? Would that be considered still private, or would it be public? Because they're technically they're technically giving it to you once you come in and ask them for it. It's technically private, but it functions like public because anyone can get it. Yeah. Um, but it's technically still private because you still have to ask them for it. So they could refuse to give it to you. I mean, if I bought something, uh, you to especially especially if the sign says free Wi-Fi, I bought something, and I know your Wi-Fi, your Wi-Fi is. They can free. deny you service. They can deny you Wi-Fi. But the big sign says free Wi-Fi is competing. So, it don't matter. They could they could say I their sell, Wi-Fi is down. I sell drinks for ten dollars. You come and ask for a ten dollar drink. I tell you no. Get out my shop. I don't have to give you that drink if you give me ten dollars. But if without me, your shop would be closed. So if you don't, if, if you don't give well, me that drink, then see all people in my shop. Bye. <laughs> I want oh. person, but I want person without some influence. Shoot. <laughs> well, then I guess that's what happens. But I mean, there's nothing that make makes that store have to do something. Here. I mean, you can't sue that store because they didn't give you access to their Wi-Fi. What's advertisement? <laughs> okay. It's in Canada, so. I can buy. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's technically it's technically private though, because it only affects um, private networks. It doesn't really affect public ones. Hmm, public ones, like all of that could already happen to you. So. Hmm. Okay. So. I highly, gonna, I highly know someone's gonna hack my my internet. Knock on wood. But still, because my my internet is private. So. I've down there tonight. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder it why we can't connect before. no more. It happened before when it was public. Like my neighbor, my neighbor has to die today. <laughs> Ooh, see, As see. Split, so we 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 now lock it. My I was at an apartment before, and my neighbors had a locked internet, and I hacked it and got access to it. And it was locked. They had a password on it. Oh well. It was actually pretty easy. It took me like what four hours. That's. I don't think you should really admit to that on something that's being recorded. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I mean, I didn't say the place all the time. It was years ago, so I don't live there anymore. So it doesn't matter. So it's safe. Okay. Okay. Well, what about things like machine learning? I know it's it's a great topic to talk about. You know, they're learning all these things. Pixel, of course, you know. Well, all of Google's new products for the most part, this whole machine learning thing. But what happens when machine learning starts learning about your little, well, about your personal tidbits? Uh, more expressively, uh, what you look like naked. And then starts to rank that stuff out, put that away into a secure folder, or, you know, whatever it is that they want to do with it. Yes, I'm talking about an application that came out, uh, I think it was on and iOS. Yeah, the nude app. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, oh, well then. <laughs> so, Vicky, how do you feel about it learning what your uh, body looks like and, you know, deciding, hey, okay, so this looks like Vicky's so-and-so, I'm going to put this hair. another another app to like just fill in there um i don't know i i usually i don't know i don't feel i don't know how i feel about cameras that i haven't activated taking pictures of my body and just like storing it places so i think you're essentially saying that you don't take those kind of photos no oh no you don't or no <laughs> Oh, no, 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 I don't, no, I don't. Okay. I almost feel like, I almost feel like someone's She still installed the app. <laughs> she says she's like, run the app, so. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, like, I feel like someone's sending nudes. Like, most people send a nudes on Snapchat. I mean, because, like, it shows you if someone screenshots or not, so. That's what Snapchat was supposed to be used for. And then these people are like, oh, hey, this is fun. That's used to everything but sending people nudes. It's not like you joined Snapchat so you can get the mood photos. No, I didn't join Snapchat. Mm, likely story. Before we end up with a Mango Season type of scenario pointing out and here. Look, and look, the one of the most popular <laughs> accounts on Snapchat inside the Bahamas. Mango Seasons, what is that? I know personally, plenty of people join Snapchat just for Mango Seasons. It's funny sometimes. <laughs> Let's no let's not delve too deep into what Mango season really does. <laughs> um, but I mean, okay, let's take it another step further. This is like the anti is like the villain to this app. Pretty much, yeah. Like this app is a superhero, and Mango season is a super villain. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when we take somewhere like Pornhub or a uh, well, I, it is Pornhub that's doing it, so I'm just going to leave it there. Um, and they are categorizing their videos and things that you like and so on and so forth based on machine learning. And, you know, taking user feedback to say, okay, well, this is actually this, this is this, this is this, and improving itself for searches to help you look at porn. 
Do you think that takes it too far? Finally, we won't get no more fake titles because machines won't lie to us. Oh, my goodness. It's about time. Chris seems really <laughs> hell-bent on this, like, machines kick. Like, I could see him marrying, like, some android in the future. Like in, uh, oh, what was it? Well, they didn't get married, but, I mean, they had a thing going on in Blade Runner. That was... Vicky, help. It's <laughs> 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 like kind of like Boogie Woman Girl, in a way. So, well, like if you want to hear how raw went, just like you know, hit the mute button. Wow. Well, so you are all for muting uh, girls, Vicky. Is that what you're saying? All guys. Yeah. If they Rowan, like I feel like I feel like because I know, like the workers that like my coworkers at work, like they hate the hell females bitching. So I'm just like, <laughs> I just feel like you know if you have, uh, like you'll build a girl, you build your own person that you want to be with. So like if you're a robot, you can just like you know hit the little mute button when you don't want to hear row and go about your business. Wow! <laughs> Look at that! Look at that! That. Didn't the like guys get a lot of heat from things like saying things like that a few years ago? Pretty much like a remote to be able to turn off their like turn like turn off the wife's See, voice okay, or something like that. We're not talking about actual women here. We're talking about a robot. But it's still your girlfriend. So no, they don't have rights yet. So it's only a matter of time. Well, yeah, when that happens, then oh well, guess can't mute them. <laughs> Until then, enjoy it. <laughs> oh boy, Vicky, have you heard about this thing um, that Nvidia is doing for Mac computers? Pretty much allowing them to play games using, I think it's Nvidia Now or something like that. Yes, I think I glimpsed on the articles earlier. What, like, what do you think about that? Because I know. I had to, well, no, I don't really hate to say it, but for the most part, Mac users are not seen as real gamers by the PC community. No, not at all. Even though, you know, you can run Parallel or some, like, Wine or something like that to run PC computers. I mean, PC computers, PC games and, like, an emulation or something like that. But do you think, like, this will give you guys a little bit better chance at actually saying you're gamers now? Mm, I don't think so. I feel like once persons already have like that mindset in their head, it's going to be hard to change it either way. So I'm assuming that to the Mac users, they're probably going to be like, oh, you know, we can now game, and we're gamers, we're funny, especially Mac gamers. But to PC users, like if they already had that, that mind, well, that mindset as to though Macs, Macs aren't really gaming computers and you have to have a PC to really they consider yourself a PC gamer so I feel like that's that's what it is and then at the same time it's also if Apple allows certain um, games to be compatible with their so well, yeah, with their software that's also another thing hmm. Chris how do you feel about that do you think we'll, we will accept them into the uh, the gaming community um, well, hmm. 
can a Mac, can someone who own a Mac be a gamer? Yes. However, if you, if someone comes up to me and asks me, hey, I'm thinking about gaming on a PC or on a computer, what should I get? I'll never tell them Mac, ever, ever. Not even close to Mac. Like I will tell them everything but a Mac. But can Mac users be gamers? Yeah, they can. Is it the best device for gaming? Not by a long shot, and it won't, and it won't ever be. And there's a reason why it won't ever be, simply because Macs operate and completely are all about a closed system. So the golden thing about PC gaming is the ability to open it up, take out a part, and put in another part, and oh man, you're good for another like five years. That's the beauty of gaming PC, and that is why, like, that is one of the things that keeps PC so ahead of everything else in terms of graphics. Because every time a new graphics card comes out, you don't need to buy a whole new system. You just buy that graphics card and plug it in. Mac, Apple doesn't let you do that. No, and as long as I, Apple doesn't let you no. do that, hmm? Sorry. You gotta buy a whole new system. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and that's what's keeping Apple, that's what's preventing Apple from ever being a serious contender in gaming when it comes to PC gaming. So, you love PC gamers and then you love Mac gamers. Can Mac, are Mac gamers gamers? Yeah, they're gamers. I mean, you have a lot of legitimate games on Mac. Like, don't get me wrong, you do. Um, Final Fantasy XIV, for example, is on Mac. Um, like, a lot of, like, AAA titles are on Mac. Like, it's, that's just how it is. Diablo 3 is on Mac. Like, so people aren't shying away from developing on Mac. It's happening because they still want to get Mac users. But when you want to do, like, serious gaming, like, you won't see... Um, it's going to be very rare to see someone in East, like, for instance, doing esports with a Mac. Like, that's going to be incredibly rare. Simply because PCs will always outperform that Mac because you'll be able to get the best and the newest and latest in the PC at a much cheaper cost than you can on the Mac. So, it's not really a we hate Macs, it's just a Mac isn't a good environment for it. Well, I know, if I remember correctly, at least I should say. With this NVIDIA now, they were saying games like Overwatch should be available, which, you know, you can't actually get Overwatch for Max by itself, but maybe this would allow you to? At least that's the way it sounds like? Maybe. But it's up to developers to, one, develop for Mac, because Mac is a very difficult environment to develop in for games, um, simply because you don't have the same engines. So you have to port engine over, and then you have to... <laughs> it's just a lot of work. <laughs> It's a lot of work. Vicky, you look like you want to say something. Mm, no, I'd have to agree with him. Because like I, when I was looking at Overwatch, I was like, why is this a Mac? And I think, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to leave it alone and go about my business. Because <laughs> like, it's, it's a lot of games that I've seen on stream, or Steam, sorry, that aren't Mac compatible. So like, I already have the mindset, you know, don't be expecting no games to be coming out for Mac, like how they're coming out for PC. So yeah, I already I already have that, that mindset that's gonna be on PC. Okay. So I wanna bring up one last topic before we end it off. But um Chris, I'm gonna direct this one a little bit more at you. But um have you seen this whole FaceTime for Android kind of scenario with like they're trying to build into with duos. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm, I'm so tired of Google and all of their messaging apps. Like just Google please stop. Um 
I'm all for like, unless it's iMessage, forget it, Google. I'm not interested. Like, unless y'all come to like some type of um, peace treaty with Apple and y'all get iMessage on Android, I really don't want to hear what you have to say about any of Duo. Why? Why will I use Duo over over WhatsApp? Google, guess what? I won't. <laughs> That's what I won't. There's really no reason for me to do it because everyone's on WhatsApp and no one's on Duo. So it doesn't matter how good it is, no one's on it. So who am I face? Who am I? Who am I duo duoing myself? Well, oh, I, wait, Google Assistant. Oh, yeah, I'll call her. I think what they're trying to do is that you know, if this phone has the capability to do it, is that it allows you to call the other person. Um, but if they don't have that functionality, then it falls back to Duo. So in a no sense, no. What I'm. <laughs> Okay, but fine. What if like they build it up so like it is actually built baked in, and that is a one of the core functionalities of Android then? Because that looks like what they're trying to do here. No one's going to use it again. Like I mean, I'll see. I'll see. Maybe it becomes like a core thing what like everyone automatically has access to, but I I just don't see people using it. I see people going to their WhatsApp. And just using WhatsApp or going to iMessage and just using FaceTime, like that's it. Because the thing is, it'll only be able to connect to Android users. Okay, mm -hmm. great. Now, here's the problem with Android. The problem with Android is not everyone's running the latest Android. Most people are like two, three, um, like OSs behind. So, big whoop. We're gonna to talk to one percent of people on Android. Oh, great, awesome! Oh man, I can't wait. So, in the next three years, when everyone else catches up to the current version that we're on, then they will have access to this to this feature. Then, I mean, What's up? okay, fair enough. And I mean, when you really look at it, right now they're only saying it's Pixels, Android One, which you know hasn't even hit the U.S. It's mainly only in India, and Nexus devices that are going to be getting uh, this functionality. And then you have to further limit that down because guess what? You're going to have to use carriers. It actually has to integrate with the carrier that you're on. Um, let me see if I could. Yeah. We are working with our carrier and device partners to bring this experience to more Android devices over time. So they are looking at bringing it to other devices, but more than likely they have to do something with the carrier. So I don't know if it's that they have to say, hey, well, we want this on this device and we'd like to bake it in. Um, are you okay with that? Or if it's where, you know, they're going to have to build it in and the carrier has to support um, VLTE, which is video over LTE, um, which the carrier yeah, would have to support. I'm and say that this is dead before arrival. Um, I don't think this will ever hit FaceTime status. And I don't think it will ever be able to trump um, WhatsApp video. This little pompous mess in the corner. Like your little head twist, like. Vicky. So, how do you feel if one day we, we start having these features and we leave you guys in the dust? 
like right, right now, I barely use our Matthews Law FaceTime. Oh. Like I have like like certain people I'd speak to on iMessage, but it's usually like someone that lives in the States. And I use FaceTime because I prefer FaceTime calling or for WhatsApp because it's better. It has better quality. That's to be expected. And about it and that I barely use any of the features. Oh then speak of my nephews. Since I'm home talking. That whole carrier <laughs> thing though that bugs me. If it wasn't carrier, then maybe it might have a shot. Possibly. No, maybe. that's not that carrier thing. It's not gonna happen over here. Like, we can just forget that. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> VLT is more than likely coming. It's just a matter of when it's gonna come okay. over here. If that's in the next ten years, five years, people twenty years, I don't know. I remember when people weren't leaving BlackBerry, and look where they are now. Like I remember when I when I they loved their BBM back in the day. My WhatsApp account. I had like two to three contacts max. Now, everybody on WhatsApp. Yeah, but I mean, something has to come along that's better. And I mean, from the sounds of it, that doesn't sound better, better. at all. Yeah. Like, so it offers the same thing as WhatsApp, but for like multi-platform. So why should I leave WhatsApp to go to you? Exactly. And yeah. then a lot less people are going to be on it. And it will be like at least two or three years before everyone catches up and is on it so in that time another whatsapp competitor might come up and rise up and we might write to them and then now you have to be someone else instead of whatsapp now so and not like, only that it's a great idea but they just don't have the like their whole the android environment wasn't isn't suited for that type of thing and they're really really late in the game with it so and you have Miss Hump over here. <laughs> oh, <her> life away. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it is it isn't just carriers. It is also the device manufacturers because... Yeah. Like, it's just too much moving parts. What what are you going to do when they try to like have it on the next like Galaxy S9? And Samsung doesn't want it. They have their own little thing. I mean, S10, XX, the SX. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hold on, that, that might actually be causing some problems. All she wanted is some S X. S X. S X. Oh man, you want some S X? <laughs> Can I buy a vowel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want a sax? Okay. <laughs> no, I wanted socks. Okay. Uh... Oh, you wanted six? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you just sucks. Okay. Just kidding. Oh. Uh, I hope they do that actually. I really want them to do that now. I, oh, like, I'm so patiently waiting for next year for these naming schemes. That's all I want to see. Oh, no, like, actually, I really don't even care about iPhone anymore. Like, what they're going to name it. If Samsung does the Galaxy SX, I'll be happy. I won't care. I won't care. I won't I care what Apple does. IPhone. Will you buy it? Yep. Will you buy it, though? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be happy. I'll be happy that they did it. I feel like Nexus iPhone is going to be named iPhone. I really feel so. Like, I'm probably not even gonna get the, the, the Pixel 2 XL. They have, like, screen problems and stuff. Like, everyone's talking all type of problems about it, and I'm like, I'm not used to this. Last year, when the Pixel came out, everyone was, like, raving it and talking so good about it, and now people are, like, trashing it left and right. And well, see, the thing about it is, it's not actually the screen. I mean, yeah, sure, it has a little blue tinge to it, but the actual colors that it's getting are professionally... The greeniness of the Pixels? I'm sorry. Your name is Pixel, and your pixels are greeny. 
I don't. I don't know. I, like I haven't seen that. Now, what I have seen is in a comparison with the iPhone, um, when they like really zoomed in on the picture that was being displayed, like because they split it half half, and they like put it together and whatnot. You could actually see lines going through the iPhone, whereas the Pixel Two XL was. I mean, granted, it was a darker kind of picture, which was apparently more realistic. But it didn't have those lines, and things were much clearer. I don't care what anyone says. It's the same. It's the same screen that they have inside the LG, and the LG has a bunch of screen problems. So um, I, I don't know why people are trying to defend this thing when it's clear cut. It's a hardware issue, and Google is not gonna fix. Google saying that oh we'll we'll push this software thing and it should fix it. It's not gonna fix it. It's a hardware issue. It affects the LG phones. Completely different phone, and it affects them. And you're using the same screen. Because it's an LG screen. <laughs> we can look at the specs. We can see that these two are the same screens. So, I mean, I don't know what they want to do. I, I don't know. Like, it's they, they messed up. They screwed up. The, the, the screens aren't aren't as good as last year's model. Sorry. But that's just what it like. They're still on. And it doesn't have a headphone jack. Like, I'm so bugged at that. Okay, yeah. I am bugged by that. But, I mean, <laughs> a lot of high-end, um, like, videographers and photographers they're saying that you know these colors are more real to life like it's just that we've become more acclimated to these bright and vibrant colors um, because of iphone and samsung the lg has and no one's see no one's saying this about the lg everyone's just accepting the fact that the lg has a bad screen like everyone like oh the lg screen isn't good oh that sucks with lg oh the pixel 2 xl screen is good oh well you know people saying this it's the same screen it's the same screen so if you can accept that the lg screen is bad then you have to accept that the pixel screen is not up to par it's not what you like that's not to say that oh hey it's a horrible terrible screen and you can't see anything no it's a decent screen it's fine but based on the price you're paying for the phone compared to other phones at that price the screen is not up to par that is that is the point the point isn't that oh you look at the screen your eyes complete or you'll be able to see like noticeable differences like you probably will if you compare it like if you're looking if this is the only screen you're looking at you probably won't ever see it until you look at another screen but the mere fact that you can't see differences from looking at the screen shows that there is some deficiency inside of it and it's a hardware issue and it's really bad in some people's cases like in a lot of people's cases really really bad not to say it's bad like in everyone's case no you could luck out and you could get a good phone um but i mean it's a problem and for google to just be like oh well you know we'll push a software update no come on except the fact the screen isn't as great as the definitely not as not even close to the samsung screens and guess who has a samsung screen inside their phone now <laughs> so this... it's like you're literal like, first of all you said we flipping your hair because they come from samsung so, I mean, either which way, for me, for me, I don't really have an issue with Samsung. I felt as though money have to make. You, you, you see that? I mean, yeah. money have to make. If, if we're alive, we have what I want. Cheap as I go to you and get what I want. Yeah, I mean, they should have gone with Samsung. They like they should have they should have just gone. So, Samsung is killing the screen game, but they they put their money on LG. Apple used to, and Apple jump off that ship. And for good reason, because Apple could have been in the same um, situation. Apple is still looking to use them, though, for their screens. Yeah. I know, but like right now, this is not good for LG. Like, LG really needs to deal with their uh, POLED screens. 
They really need to deal with that. And Samsung was like, oh, we got quality, we wanted the flexibility. Like, come on, man. Like, y'all so far ahead in the game right now, man. Like, y'all at least two years behind. Like, two years is a lot of time in technology. It is. Like, that's a lot of time. And Samsung screens, like, there's little, they're, like, gorgeous. Oh, my goodness, Samsung screens are gorgeous. Like, honestly. Your pixel nines by Samsung? No. Never, never, never. See, listen. The reason why I don't like Samsung is I don't like their software. They take Android and they put their own thingy over software it, and I don't like that. Yeah. It, I don't like them. Well, exactly. I moved on my on my life. Exactly. It slows down the phone and it just you know, just it's, the performance for Samsung is horrible. But their screens are gorgeous. Like I can't I can't hit Samsung screens at all. I love their screens. The screens are amazing. Like oh my goodness, oh they look so beautiful. I can't listen to hurt my eye. Well, that's because your of... eyes are already weakened. So. Listen, yeah, so like I, no, 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 I hold on. I wear glasses too. <laughs> don't, don't even start that. When I well, look at eyes, eyes, probably on as weak as hers. Yeah, when I look at screens like that, like they automatically hurt my eyes. Well, I mean, like, there's there's several different things to it, you know, Vicky. It could be screen brightness, and there's also the fact that, hey, the these are really, really vivid colors that aren't supposed to be this vivid. Like, you're intentionally oversaturating these colors. No, no, no. And she making them pop the and stuff like she that. She just used the whole weak little iPhone screen, so she can't handle the majesty of a Samsung screen. That's all. <laughs> no. Wow. But if, if I see the, the, the colors, the vibrant colors hurt my eyes. No, 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 don't take that. Use now. We're going to set it off Michael and bring it up. I went to a bathroom when I was away, and uh, like, they had this OLED screen and like, I just was walking past it and like the screen itself which just hurt my eyes I'm just there like how can people sit in front of these and watch these without hurting my eyes but you know what OLED screen does best that no other screen can touch black that can't hurt your eye it's black but it goes to dark the darkest black that you can get you can't get a darker black than OLED screens yet like no other screen can put on a darker black but the colors the vibrant colors hurt okay. my eyes so don't use vibrant colors then. Just you get black and white. No, so you can use a dark, a dark theme. That will be fine. Oh, you mean like but the Pixel Two XL? Guess what you can do with rainbows hitting you in your eye. And dealing with that. That's, that's all. Like you can't handle extreme HD. You can't handle it. Ultra HD. No. You can't handle Ultra nope, HD. I can't. Then you don't deserve Ultra HD. I feel like I feel like it's HD is definition. perfectly fine for me. No, you need Ultra I HD. I can't take. I can't so take I, Ultra HD. You need Ultra HD in our life. Why do you want to survive IMAX? We'll see. Like every poem in that was in that person's skin. I think it's all that. Like I'm fine with just you know nice clean sharp no. edges. You need and to be able to touch the paws. Like you need to be able to like reach out and touch the paws. Okay, that could be kind of disgusting. Like a, four, a forty movie. That's the case. Yeah. Three D. Not forty. Oh yeah, three D. Forty is like. Well, it's either like, scent like, or motion or something like that or some yeah, other like, sensation. Rain in the water would come out and like. Hit you like if it's windy, then it'd be like a wind and stuff like that. Did you get that in Universal Studios? You're talking about that's, that's why I saw it. Well, that's why I got it. Yeah, but I'm saying you can't. How you can deal with IMAX? IMAX is really vivid, really vivid, like OLED screen type vivid. 
when I watched IMAX, that was back in the day, so it wasn't as vivid as it is now. Oh, it's so vivid now. <laughs> I think he's gonna be staying at Galleria. It's so vivid. Oh man. Because last when I watched, what was I watched? Oh, I watched Blade Run and IMAX, and trust me, I even I was like, bro, this thing is vivid. This is spicy. <laughs> this is sharp. This is very sharp. Anyway, so I think we've covered a lot of topics today. Probably crushed some souls in the process. <laughs> um, I think crushed Michael's soul. Oh well, need to buy another one. <laughs> souls for sale. <laughs> wow. Souls for sale. With that. What kind of souls you want, Michael? A really nice one that, um, really nice one. yes, a really nice one that, you know, has not gone through too many, uh, reincarnations. <laughs> <Those> traumatized souls. <laughs> this, this, God. Why am I friends with you again? <laughs> um, <laughs> with that, we're going to end this episode of Tech Talk. I'd like to thank my, uh, my two guests. Even though one is a complete bewildering thing to me right now. <laughs> more sense, Vicky. I mean, why don't you make more sense? You're building, Michael. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Chris and Viquel, thank you for coming on the show. For those that have stayed and watched, thank you. Um, for Trap Life Chris, which the name sounds very appropriate to the other Chris that's um, in here. Thank you for chatting with us on Mixer. And, um, yeah, we'll see you next week. Don't forget that Tech Talk is going to be back at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursdays. And Esports Wrap is on Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. And over the course of this, well, feel free to also listen in on a lot of different podcast places like google uh, music or itunes if you want to watch and well listening to the audio version of the show until next time this is michael armagon and more cookies take care